Good day, listeners, and welcome to today's episode of Stay Word, the Holiday Edition. Stay Word, as you know, is a podcast that we started, and the goal always is to inform, to offer diverse perspectives, and add a touch of humor where appropriate to events happening in Toronto and in our world that our listeners can connect with. However, we're going to be doing it a bit differently today. And we're going to be touching on a side of more humor than more main topics. And we're going to be focusing solely on our fun topics today. We're going to keep it light. Since many of you are in holiday mode, taking it easy after a bizarre year, taking stock of what you're grateful for, and mentally prepping for the year ahead, we thought this might be a good opportunity and a good chance for you to get a good laugh in order to start your new year. We're covering a range of topics from confusing Toronto slang to TTC stations, the worst ones, and a couple of things in between. I am your host, Ahmed, for today, and I'm trying to still wrap my mind around why barbers are still closed. Helping me make today's episode a success are four good brothers, Hirsch, a.k.a. professional watermelon selector. We got Naz blessing us and gracing us with his presence and giving his holiday salams. We got Hassan a.k.a. the Somali Sinatra, and we got Batter, the guy who's still hopeful and thinks that the Raptors can get Giannis. Welcome, Mandem. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Just trying to reach 2021, guys. I know. It's been a long year. Long should come year. with a certificate, man. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> a degree, if you will. <laughs> We're 2020 survivor. I know. Yeah, man. I actually highlighted it on my LinkedIn profile. I said I survived stalling in a pandemic. I wish the outlook was more bright, but when I heard about the special strain coming out of the UK, I was like, here we go. Yeah, a couple Round of two. Ajax ended up getting it. Or not Ajax, I think it was Durham. I'm just assuming yeah. it was Ajax. Yeah. But a couple in Durham got it. And they had no exposure to the UK, no traveling I history. Oh, I know. Spoiler alert, it mutated here too. What if really? it is? I read an article yesterday uh, in the BBC that was like, just because they found it in the UK first, uh, apparently yeah. they do more contact tracing in the UK than all of the EU combined. So the fact that they found the strain there could be a, a product of them actually looking rather than it just like it happened to be there, you know? It could be mutating everywhere, not just UK. This was supposed to be, this supposed to be the fun, fun episode. episode. This was supposed to be the fun episode. All right. First drop the new strain. This new strain. The vaccine's out there. Hopefully, it'll get to get to people. I want to posit, uh, focus on the positive side, but I guess the material that we're covering today is going to be more hopeful. So. Exactly, and let's let's start with that. Let's start with that. Let's forget about the different strain and focus on our on our first topic today, which is on bird courses. And for our listeners, for those who are not familiar with, with what bird courses are, they refer to courses in university and college that are particularly easy. There are the courses that you take to boost your GPA or to keep moms happy about how you're performing in school. Some courses are fun. You know, they take a load off of the other challenging courses that you got to take for your degree, depending on what it is. And they can range in terms of subjects. They can range anywhere from business to liberal arts to fine arts classes. and to be honest, I don't know about you guys, but my experiences with bird courses were subpar. I took two throughout undergrad that I thought were quote unquote easy. However, the amount of time and effort I had to put towards it just didn't live up to what was advertised. Did you guys have a, a similar or a different experience? And and just for me and for our listeners, you know, what 
what does actually taking a bird course feel like since you know i don't i don't know what what that is well i have a couple of experiences with bird courses my first one first bird course i took was uh astronomy 101 infamous everybody basically you wrote you wrote it down for the science bread requirement breadth requirement 20 <laughs> percent of that course 20 percent of the mark was for in-class <clears throat> quizzes and we had these uh what were they called they called the clickers eye clickers yeah, and so the prof would put the question on the board on the on the screen, and then you have to answer it. They had changed it from like you had to answer it co correctly to get the percent to like you literally just had to select an option, like for attendance purposes. Like people complained and were like, ah, the questions are too hard. So he said, all right, twenty percent. You just have to answer it. You just have to be here. When he changed it to that sort of format, basically all my friends who were in the class, I, I took physics in high school. So like astronomy was like beyond a bird course. It was like, I, I thought I was getting away with murder. But basically everyone in the class was like, ah, you got the clicker? All right, yo, everyone give batter your clickers. <laughs> and, and basically batter will go to class and answer for everyone. <laughs> and so I, I, I actually, I was commuting from Scarborough. So I had nowhere to go once I was downtown. So I actually just went to class. So I would go to class, a backpack full of clickers would answer the question, <laughs> take them all out one by one, like six, seven clickers, answer them all. As soon as I answered them, I literally would get up and walk out of the classroom. Literally, there's literally no reason for me to stay in that classroom. There are people on this call who I did it for, by the way. I don't, you know, never got a thank you. Mention, mention names, mention it. I was going to no, ask, no, did you get compensated no, no. for it? No, no, no doxing, no doxing, no doxing here. You know, no, 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 we won't do none of that, but they know who they are. The other time I tried to take a bird course, I was in French immersion in, when I was younger. So up until like grade 12, I was speaking all French in most of my classes. So when I got to U of T, I tried to take uh, beginner French. And I was like, this is good. I'm going to get 100. Uh, 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 I'm brilliant. Such a genius for thinking of this. Why didn't anyone else think of this? After the first class, the professor goes, oh, by the way, everyone has to take this placement test to make sure that you are at, at a beginner's level. So I said, oh, that's soft. I'll just fail the test. I did the test, got the result back, and they put me in fourth year French. And I went to the professor. I'm like, there has to be some sort of mistake. There's no way that this is right. And she looks at me dead in the eye and says, the way that the test is designed is designed to catch whether or not you know French and you're pretending that you don't know French. So then she took out my test and was like, here, you conjugated this verb perfectly, which is absolutely impossible for someone who's a beginner all your sentences are all broken and stuff. It looks like someone tried to fail this test. So here's your option. You either take that fourth year course, or I'm sorry, you're not a beginner French student. So yeah, that failed miserably. Well, gaming the system goes wrong. I tried to game the system. Moral of the story is, uh, I guess Astro 101 is literally the bird course of bird courses. You'll feel like you're getting away with murder, but... Good on you, Banner. Like you actually attended, because I've seen some people who had the battle of their life with that exam and had to credit no credit it just because they never came to class at all, you know? 85% of the course is like grade nine science and grade 10 science. And then like the last two lessons are basically like university level astronomy. Yeah, it was the grass <laughs> that in there, right? And then the exam was like 50% of those last two lessons. Yeah. So the professor knew that people were skipping every class and then you go come to the exam, you're like, what the hell is this? I don't even yeah. recognize any of this stuff. I took the opposite trajectory. I took anthropology 101, and that's like the opposite of a bird course. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm it's, in there learning about like, you know, homo sapiens sapiens and like first 
first human being discovered in Ethiopia. And I'm just thinking, man, what am I doing? And bro, <laughs> yeah. let's just say that course, I ended up using unauthorized aid in one of the exams. And one of the invigilators actually came up to me and said, I didn't even know that was a thing until they told me it was a thing. So one of the invigilators approaches me and she goes, excuse me, sir, did you just pull out your phone from your pocket? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the back of the exam. I can't see the clock up front. So I'm, I'm using it as a clock, right? As most people I thought were doing. But apparently you're not supposed to have your phone at all with like the whole smartphone technology and you can go on Google and all that stuff. But Innocent on me, I'm, I'm just writing my exam, trying to keep track of time. Later on, she ends up taking my phone from me. Says, listen, we're gonna have to investigate you. You know, you're using an unauthorized aid. We're taking your phone from you and you know, you'll get it. And this is like December exam period. So imagine I went the entire holiday season without my phone. So they told me, you gotta come back in January. We're gonna have a sit down with you, the professor, the TA all the invigilators and I'm in first year. So I walk into that room, there's like six of them. It's like one of those big oval brown, you know, you, you know, University of Toronto, how old fashioned and traditional they are. Like it was hella intimidating. So I'm coming in there. So they tried to spook you. Try to spook me, hella intimidating. So I came in there, bomber jacket, toucan, you know, young black guy. They're looking at me <laughs> like, oh yeah, this guy's, this guy's lunch money right now. We're gonna just, you know, throw the book at him. There's like six of them. And I had a, a discussion beforehand with one of my guidance counselors and she's like, yo, don't even worry about this. This is light. Like, just talk to them, tell them you're using it as an aid. There's a precedence here. You know, I think a Chinese girl did this a couple of years back. They just gave her a warning letter. Bro, these guys failed the course. They made me fail the course, fail that midterms. They said, I can't drop the course. And they also put me on academic probation for two years, mm -hmm. two years. First two years of U of T is like, focused on getting you out. Yeah, they're just weeding out the week, I guess. But so I ended up taking the course, keeping at it. And then I took the final exam. So I'm like, okay, I failed the midterms, like 20, 30% of my marks. So I got to really like ace this final exam. End up taking the final exam. I go on Rosie, bro. Guess what I got on that final mark? 49. <laughs> oh. I failed oh, the course by a percentage. Oh, <laughs> On the dot. On the oh, dot, bro. That so, hurt. You're talking bird courses, bro. That was a wake-up course. There was a Facebook group, actually, for like a list of uh, all the bird courses. Well, at least for York, because I went to York. I'm not a UFD man's like you, you, you four. But yeah, like there was a Facebook group that we used to look to, which showed us like all the bird courses. But my theory is, is that I think like profs had access to it or something. And like, obviously, this is stuff that they've studied. They've studied extensively. And like no one wants their course to be the the course that people breeze through. So they intentionally made it more difficult. Like this one hip hop course that I took, which required like so much studying that I had to do, which, you know, I thought, you know, I could kind of like do this in my sleep. And I ended up working for that A that I ended up getting. One other funny story, a class that accidentally became a bird course. And I took it with Naz was the, it was NMSC. It was like ancient Egypt or something like the study of ancient Egypt. I thought it was going to be like a bird course because I was always interested in Egypt at the time, right? So not on no whole tip tip. It, was, it wasn't like coming from a black pride kind of thing. It was just pure interest. I was just thinking, like, oh, I hear a lot about the civilization. And I remember I couldn't, I couldn't like force myself to get interested in it because it wasn't yeah, I just, I don't know why I didn't connect with the material as much as I She was also have. a hella boring professor. Yeah, too. yeah. She was hella like, boring. So monotone, yeah.
no offense to that teacher, she ends up listening to a podcast, but just like, believe you know, her, she, she might, bit, she might be a little bit more animated. Safe to say, just like every other university student, we were looking for a miracle at the 11th hour. So I remember we're in uh, the law library studying, and I'm trying to capture a semester's worth of knowledge in like a four hour time block. Nothing was working, nothing, nothing, nothing. We ended up testing each other and nothing was sticking. And then I remember somebody put me on game and said, check out the old exam repository. So I check out the old exam repository. This was like 2010. I check out the exam for 2009. I check out the exam for 2008. I check out the exam from 2007. Like I felt like I had some like special power and I was putting things together where I was like, yo, she essentially uses the exact same exam every single year. She just reorganizes she questions. Rearranges the questions. Yeah, that's it. She just rearranges the question. So question would be number one last year. It'll be number six. That's it. That's it. I'm sure, sure. she's. So exam we, repositories are accessible to all students. Like what? How does yeah, that work? Bro, you see this is how, this yeah. is what I'm saying, bro. We, we didn't notice till like third year, fourth year. That's what, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is the keys, bro. The keys. Um, so whoever's in in uh, college and listening to the podcast, check out your old exam repository. So we end up uh, memorizing. So all the study material we tossed it to the side. Ended up memorizing i'm talking about memorizing i'm talking about if you went to duxie and were given like <laughs> half a page flawless execution like you have to remember each like assignment courses right you have to remember each single line word for word so we memorize it we're just testing each other on it bro the cockiest sleep ever i remember going to sleep that night thinking tomorrow i'm just gonna finesse oh. Oh. I think you actually came late to that yeah, exam. I and I came in like 30 minutes late for coffee. Oh, I'm like, bro, no, the nerve. Don't make it so the nerve. <laughs> this guy. Bro, I came late. I picked it up. I took a Scantron. And you know, the funny thing is, back at that time, there wasn't a lot of like black students, right? So um, it is very noticeable. I find every single thing you do in the class. So I, I come in late. I straddle to like, I'm just walking to my seat, confident as hell. I sit down, right? Mind you, this is a huge gamble because if this exam is not exactly the way I think this exam should be, I'm done. I'm finished. So I open the pages, old faithful. Every single question is the exact question. And the bonus question was the same. So I finished that exam. We were given, I think, two and a half hours, something like that. I finished it in half an hour. So we ended up getting 105% on it. Check this. I came in late, half an hour. Took half an hour to do a two and a half hour exam. Folded it, submitted it, and trip walked out of that class. <laughs> I'm over here asking questions, clarification points, trying not to be so yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy, this, this guy, guy is just ruthless. This guy pretended he was struggling with questions. I was dying of laughter. He's like, oh, <laughs> next teacher over here. Bro, like, it's all optics, is, man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it is optics. What is this? Uh, is, is, am I understanding this question right? And I'm sitting over there dying. I'm like, bro, 
you're not understanding anything, right? You know what the answer is. <laughs> then that scantron. <laughs> no, but he learned from his lesson. He learned from his first lesson, though, right? But that was an accidental bird course. It became a bird course at the very yeah, end. If, yeah, if you the, can learn. Authorized aid. Authorized <laughs> aid. <laughs> if you can learn the entirety of the course in a day, yo, sign me up. Sign me up. That's hilarious. I was, out too. I was like, yo, you got to take this NMC. And people would be like, why would I take NMC? It's ancient Egypt. I don't know nothing. How did I like, take that? Oh, no, but you want to. But you want to, though. We had at UFT, there's something called the anti calendar, too. So people would like put reviews of the courses and they'll be like, yo, how's the professor? How's the course slowed? How's the how's the uh, lectures like? Is there a lot of notes? That kind of stuff, right? That's how I knew which courses to take, right? I happened across a lot of bird courses or that I thought were bird courses that ended up being extremely hard. I took a, uh, I think this was my last story on this one, but I took a, a, a music course at U of T once about the Beatles. And I thought it was going to be, ah, yeah, yeah, fun and games. Why would you take that? Up, <laughs> listen, it ended up being a music theory course. I went past the, the point of being able to drop it. And I used to do music back in the day, but not like this. And I have a very musical family, but not like this. This is like <laughs> the Beatles. I don't give a shit about the Beatles. I like the, I guess my parents used to like the songs, but I didn't give a shit. So I had to take this course and I had to like dive right in. And they brought some guy at the end. I'll never forget it. This was like, I knew I was like the only black kid in the course. I was sitting there and they brought some guy who was some big Beatles historian. And he stood up at the, the professor was like, and there's whoever, whatever at the back of the class. And he stood up and people were like, wow. And then they stood up and like gave him a standing ovation because he was some like Beatles expert. And I did not give a fuck at all, at all. And uh, it ended up being so hard for no reason. I ended up getting like a C, just walking out of there being like, I I'm good with that. I'm good with that. All I needed was the credit, you know, harrowing experience. No, that's so every, time time I hear a Beatles, every time I hear a Beatles song, I'm <laughs> fucking triggered, man. <laughs> <laughs> I went to UFT uh, Scarborough and they uh, gave... Um, Poor guy. Uh, as far as, like, yeah, as far as like bird courses, they were saying... Um, <laughs> As far as bird course, I was trying to not pick anything within like the quantitative reasoning or like, I guess, more math-esque uh, breadth requirement. But then they're like, oh, actually, you need this to like graduate. So they kind of yeah. like forced me into into that specific course. It was uh, STAB 22, st Intro to yeah. Statistics. Stab. I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm, this is, I'm in a journalism and political science degree. I'm trying to stay as far away from math as possible. Like, why would you bring me back here? I end up doing the course. And the midterm was all right. The course generally was, for the most part, fine. But everybody was freaking out about the final exam. Prof tells us, okay, you can, you know, come in with a cheat sheet, fill up both sides. We think this is a godsend. We fill out both sides. We stay up. We try to figure out all the formulas. We walk into the exam. A lot of us were doing, like, fairly okay at this point. But we walk into the exam. We open up our notebooks, and we're ready to start. See the first question. Mm, all right. This is, okay, I'm gonna come back to this question. I turn the page. It's like, so carrying over your answer from question one. <laughs> and I check the next page. Carrying over your question from, from your answer from question two. I oh, shit you oh. not, it was like damn near seven pages. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be a long one. Oh, this is literally gonna be a long one. There was a person on the question. side of me. You can't even pick walk. another question. There was, a, there was literally a person on the side of me. 
they hadn't even been sitting down for 15 minutes. They literally like just looked through the entire booklet. Stop playing. What the fuck? Stop playing. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? I'm scared. Got up. I don't even think she wrote her name in. And she just like dropped the booklet in front of the... the oh, credit. <laughs> in front no of credit. the process. Yeah, and just walk right out. That was like the feeling of terror, like amongst everybody. Because after we walked out of that exam, I, I don't to, personally to this day I still don't remember what I wrote in that thing. But I knew there was no way I, I like I passed that 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 exam. We take almost two to three, two 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 and a half weeks to get our to get our marks updated on Rosie. So everybody's like freaking out now. This must this must have meant like the whole class like failed or some shit like that. And then. We finally get our marks. Uh, I think we were in a, like all in a Facebook group for that year, for that course. And they're like, oh, marks are up. I go and check Rosie. And uh, I literally passed with a 50 on the dot. So I knew I had no business passing that course. I knew for a fact I failed, which means they bell curved the shit out of us. Damn near the whole class probably failed that exam. I, I still have nightmares about that breath primer course. Scares the crap out of me. I mean, I don't blame the girl for, for giving up, though, and just kind of calling it quits. So impressive how you guys remember, like, the details or the specifics of of these bird courses. I just kind of just forgot about them altogether once I parted ways with them. Oh, when it's anyway, a traumatic experience like that, you, you can't never you know, I, didn't, I didn't want to remember, but, you know, when Hirsch told me about these bird courses, I started reminiscing. You know, you know it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a breakup, you know. You always, you always remember the worst one, so. I was like, yeah, I'll never forget that. I actually kept the letter that they sent to my house where they're like, you're on academic probation for two years. I kept that letter for the entirety of my studies. Just as motivation as like, man, good for yeah, you. I can't let these guys win, you know? Yeah. Good for you. That's um, a good story. That's a good story. Weave it into your rap career, right? <laughs> <laughs> some... Back then, they didn't want me. No, no, no. It's not no Mike Jones story, bro. I'm good. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. We'll move on to our next topic, and we're going to be talking about oh. Toronto slang. And, and Toronto is often synonymous with multiculturalism, which is why our slang or our use of slang is so so unique and so diverse. And Toronto's home to different parts or for people from different parts of the world. And for the most part, it's shaped by other cultures. And it's the vocabulary that's come to be normalized comes from Caribbean, Somalia, and even some Arabic uh, terms that are thrown there. And there are some perplexing ones as well, too, which I wanted to get your input on and, and, and your perspectives. And we'll start with the Somali Sinatra. Which slang words are, do you find are the most appropriate or your favorite and, and which are the most confusing? I don't know. The ones that I generally almost always go to, Waste Man, Waste You. I've always been particularly fond of those two. The one that really threw me for a loop I was talking with somebody, it might have been Hirsch, and he was telling me that he was speaking to like maybe one of like his family members or something like that. He asked him to like either he was gonna go get something for him, his family member just says back, er. He's like, wait, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah, er. And he's like, yo, er. I started hearing that a little bit after he told me about this whole interaction, but that one still throws me off. Can yeah, someone define er for, for our audience? Because I don't know what er means. I don't even know what er means, bro. <laughs> I think it's like the most ambiguous thing. <laughs> In, in in Webster, it says be mistaken or incorrect, but that's not. No, that's, that's, that's when you err. That's the, that's the <laughs> error. <laughs> now, the first time I heard err was, uh, I think, Biz Loke. 
And then he actually went with the the name Ergot or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When that mentioned that to me the first time, I'm like, yo, what the hell? And then I started like hearing it more. And then obviously I heard it in the song after. But I was like, yo, what is this? The time that I heard it, it was my my bro who's we were supposed to order a pizza. So I said, yo, do you want to go halves on a pizza? And he he said, her. And I was like, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? that and, he, and the funny thing is, sometimes these guys like repeat it twice, right? So I said, is that a yes or a no? He said, er, er. Like, well, what is two ers <laughs> if I don't understand one, right? <laughs> oh, man, double down. He said, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Now, it's always funny when you have younger siblings. Like I have a younger brother that he just turned 21 last week, and every time I have a conversation with this kid, it's always like he's just saying some new stuff. I'm just like, I think it's just a generational thing, man. There's always new things that come out, yeah. new colloquialisms that just get picked sure. up, you know. So none of us know what er means. Can we? Is, is that is that safe to to conclude? Uh, I feel like it shifts and morphs based on based on the sentence. I think it might be the new yeah. the new don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just guessing, man. I don't yeah. know. I think this is a really, really funny topic because some of the more funny terms that I've seen are like ram squaddle. Uh, ram squaddle is a state of being drunk. So I remember I was on IG one time and a guy said like, yo, man's a ram squaddle. And it instantly made me have to like go to Urban Dictionary. To figure that out one. Um, so tips that's no gonna be the thing. most sophisticated slang term uh, ever. Yeah. This is like a fine dining for <laughs> hood man, you know? When the uh, dinner plates are out, you use ram squaddle instead. Another one is uh, Gurks. Gurks is another fan favorite for me. Oh, Gurks. Gurks, yeah. When I, heard, <laughs> oh, man, I have to go and Gurks the man. <laughs> Whatever that is, that doesn't sound good, you know? Even before you even know the yeah. definition, there's certain terms where you're like, that just sounds aggressive for some reason. Yeah, no, that's uh, a classic. Yeah, classic. being Somali, I think um, it's funny how Bhakti, which is yeah, a Bhakti, Somali yeah. term, very dead body, has been the inspiration of like a term that's more colloquially used. It's like Bhakti, right? So... Uh, the funniest use of it is when the Raptors were facing the uh, the Bucks in the Eastern Conference and Ma- Mans were calling them Milwaukee Bucktees in, back in 2019. I understand the origin of these. Waste suits. I can backtrack. Bhakti, waste suits, stuff like that. I can backtrack. The one that was introduced by Nas here that I never heard of and I was perplexed. The most perplexing for me was one time I think we got into our argument. I don't know if it was... LeBron Wade, that's pretty much like in high school, in university where we used to argue about a lot and who's better. He told me to nize it in a joking manner. And when he told nice. me to nize it, it's, I... I didn't even say nize it, I said nize. Yeah. You just gotta say it, just yeah. full stop. <laughs> what is nize? I think it's a, what is it? It's like a way to tell you to show it. Yeah, it means the, 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 the sounds that are coming out of your mouth are not favorable <laughs> are not favorable <laughs> like you need to stop that yeah yeah so day, that one, that's the one that gets me all the time where people are like nice it you're nice because i don't know what the origin of that one is so the word nice is a jamaican word for noise the term nice it isn't commonly used in jamaica but or which means stop the noise but so yeah so so it's used in that kind of proper context growing up i definitely heard a lot of different people 
saying Wallahi. I grew up in Scarborough, so there was basically you would see like Tamil people, white people, uh, everybody, Asian people saying Wallahi as a way to like say no for real, for real, like yeah. you know. <laughs> and it was uh, I don't know, and definitely because there was a lot of Somali people where I grew up in Scarborough, but there was a lot of Muslim people in general. It, it was used a lot where I grew up, but definitely now I see kids all over. They're saying Wallahi and. It uh, it makes me laugh sometimes. Yeah. I'm already I'm already hardened to that, you know. And it's for for someone who like I'm smart. I don't use wallahi. It's not part of my like regular right. terms that I use. I remember there was a guy in my high school back in the day who we were talking and he used wallahi every other word. Wallahi, bro. Like da da da. And I remember one time he was trying to start a sentence. He said, wallahi. Um, Oh, uh, fucking! I, I was like, "What are you swearing to? You know what? How, do you, how do you start the sentence? Mentioning God's name. Like, where? What direction are you going in? So I said, "It's so crazy that he didn't even know what to have conviction about. Ready, just back poor pocket. syntax. Yeah, it was hilarious. I remember that day I talking to him." You got to the point where you use wallahi so much, it's the beginning of your sentences. And some of these sentences you don't even finish. So are you not fearful of messing up with it? And he said, wallahi, you're right, yo. I, uh, wallahi, something some for me to think about, wallahi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, slang terms, it's, it's, it's always evolving. Uh, especially, I'm always partial to how many different ways in this city you can say that you're upset, I'm cheesed, why are you beaking, why are you foaming? Each yeah. one, each different one that you use, like, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. One, one that's in the artifacts is scene. Oh, scene is a classic. Yeah. It's funny we're having this conversation because uh, I used to live uh, on uh, Huron Street near U of T. And I lived in an apartment and there was an apartment above. And sometimes I'd hang out on the couches in front. and. Uh, our housemates would hang out and they were from like all different cities like some were from like russia some were from like west africa and some from like vancouver and my friends would come over and we would talk in like toronto slang but we, to us it's not toronto slang we're just talking to each other and they would look at us and they would literally say they have no idea what we are saying they're like sometimes you said words that should be at the end of a sentence at the, at the beginning of a sentence and sometimes it was a, vice versa you know and i was just like if you really think about toronto slang it is pretty funny how it comes out to someone who doesn't know what toronto slang is you know yeah yeah but it's oh, what makes it toronto you know scene was the one that tripped them up the most they were like why do you keep saying scene <laughs> like, they're like what is scene? it's a point of emphasis though yeah, yeah. i guess it's a very toronto thing the other yeah. words they, they could understand, I guess, right? But scene, they were like, why do you say scene? There wasn't, there is no good answer for that, to be honest. There shouldn't be an answer to it. You just leave it at No, it just, you just get it. If you know, you know. Right? Yeah, or like, or like reach. Or like, yo, bro, we're going, we're going. Yeah, these reach. Ends, this, these ends are yeah. over here, reach. That's yeah. what makes Toronto special, man. Very Speaking special. of Toronto and many of the special aspects to the city, the TTC. It's a critical part of living in Toronto. <laughs> oh, no. And, and I'm sure all of us, no, all of us, and truth be told, jokes aside, we all have probably really good memories taking the TTC. But sometimes it's just easy to make fun of. 
right? Uh, the level of reliability of their service doesn't help, especially when you compare it to other cities. And I think in the past, we've spoken about our worst TTC memories. Hershey, you got some good stories. Today, I wanted to actually touch on our worst TTC stations. I'll start by saying mine hands down is Midland Station. No surprise, Scarborough Station. That's all I'll say. This oh, smell. For oh. our listeners, you probably can relate, and I'll touch on it in a moment. And Batter, since I took a jab and I've been taking jabs at Scarborough, you can get to go first. What is the worst TT station you've been on? Uh, I have to think about it again. But Midland Station, I have to say, the wolf that is Midland Station, when you go by, if you know, you know. It's a special odor. Is and, it worse in the summer or the winter? I think it's worse in the summer. Okay. There's no, there's no, it's not a recycling plant. They're liars. It's a garbage plant. Because it <laughs> smells worse than garbage. Worse I'll just than say that. It smells worse than garbage. <laughs> worse than RT? Yeah, on the RT. Of course it's on the RT. It's not even a station. I have the worst line. So any station on line three, a.k.a. the Scarborough RT, a.k.a. the Gulag Express. Oh, man. I remember the first time I took it back in college. A man told me I had to meet him at Scarborough Town Center to get something off Kijiji. I reached Kennedy Station, and you know, I was, I was already on high alert. Like, this is a code red station. You have to be aware of your surroundings all the time. So I knew Kennedy Station. I was, I've heard stories about Kennedy Station. Keep your sure. hands and legs inside the right room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I knows enough about Kennedy Station, right? So... I was super mindful of who to approach and ask. And then I caught a staff member and they told me to go upstairs and, and use the Scarborough RT. So I've used line four. I thought it was just gonna be like a line four situation, essentially connect to the same subway line, same like carts that they use. <clears throat> I remember I, I was up at Kennedy Station. I see something in the in the horizon. So I see like a rickety blue thing some train coming and i'm like i had to like do a double take and i hear it like clanking too it doesn't come quietly right no no it's loud yeah it's loud. No. like it's the real mind buster bro i was like yeah mind buster that's yeah. exactly oh, perfect analogy oh my god yes yes it pulled up and fam i actually was waiting for like wonderland staff to pop up and tell her to get in. Bro, it's a mix. It's a mix of the mindbuster, how it sounds, but the way it shakes is more like the wild beast. If any of you know Wonderland, the wild beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah, certain points, it shakes. And any train that, it, like, if it gets to a minus five or below, and it yeah. starts to have problems, it doesn't belong in Canada. It does not yeah. belong in Canada. No. The reality is that it does get below that, and sometimes yeah. the train doesn't work. You're lucky oh. this train comes at all. Oh, I didn't know it had heat. Someone told me it wasn't available that day. But I guess it's just not <laughs> available in general. <laughs> but after I got off that day, I started looking into life insurance. <laughs> like, this, is a, this is a good reminder that, you know, life is fragile. Because it, it really feels like it's going to fall off the track at any moment. The tough thing is when you go to Scarborough and you try to catch the, try to catch the bus, right? You have to play a play a game. Do I want to take the RT and save 15, maybe 20 minutes, um, maybe max, or minimum maybe five minutes um, by getting off the bus 
is going to go to Kennedy anyway, right? It's going to go mm-hmm. to Kennedy anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I could play the game like go upstairs and try to catch the RT right away. So sometimes I'd be on the bus sitting there and being like, all right. Sometimes I even crack the window open to even uh, try to hear the RT coming. Because if it's coming, you can hear it coming. So sometimes I literally hear it coming. And I know when I get in the station, I have to run up the stairs, try to catch the RT, right? In minus 20 weather, whatever. So it's a harrowing experience for me as well. Like, I had to take that every day. Every day. Now that I live downtown and I know what it's like to have, like, actual trains, I can't go back, dog. Can't go back. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think more, a lot of people made that decision to stay on that bus because I was looking into it. and Yeah, I just stay on the bus now. Why even take the RT? It's maybe 10, 15 minutes more. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to wake yeah. up earlier so I don't have to take that godforsaken train. You know? <laughs> and if it's not there, I'm immediately going to be late by half an hour, you know, if I get upstairs oh, yeah. and it's not there. Because then that means I have to go and get the next Brimley bus. Which is coming a half an hour later than the other one just just left, you know? Yeah. I see so, line four, the Shepherd line, carries an average of fifty thousand um riders. Line three carries an average of thirty-five thousand. So a lot of people do what you do and skip the RT. And this is this is the line four is the line that includes Bessarian station, mystery station that like nobody knows about. But it's gorgeous inside. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, have it's for the it's for the elites. It's for the Toronto's yeah. finest. Yeah. The cleanest, taking care of station. I, I think I've seen. I've seen a blog. There's an actual blog. I think it's like a urban, like issues blog, called the, uh, what is it called? Finding Basarian. Uh, I saw it online. I thought it was a funny name, but it's like, who uses Basarian sa- station? I think we talked about this before. Right? Like, can we get yeah. some of that and just spread it out over That's the city? Right. Yeah. Most people probably drive Porsches. They're using more now than they used to, you know? Yeah. Ferraris and more high-end cars. and Soon there will be no RT. That's yeah. true. Yeah. No what do they do with the RT? Get rid of it? They're going to – the idea is that they're going to yeah. extend it to, to uh, from Kennedy Station to Scarborough yeah. Town. Which it was supposed to be three stops, then it became one stop. Now it's provisionally two stops, but it's probably one stop, and yeah, it costs it's... three times as much as before, apparently. But you know, so that's McCowan the left the picture because Macowan was uh, after STC. So yeah, they yeah. wanted they wanted to extend to Macowan, but it's hard to build subway stations in Toronto because you have to tunnel, and it's like a big commitment, financial commitment, right? Yeah. So a lot of c- cities that have um infrastructure like mm-hmm. subway infrastructure they did it long time ago right london new york especially they did a long time ago like post-war projects right so mm-hmm. we never really did that we didn't mm-hmm. think forward like that and also uh politics in toronto everyone argues with each other so never nothing ever gets done kind of but you know they want <laughs> to spend all the money on one subway stop to scarborough town just to get rid of the rt and people are voting for that. They're like, get rid of it, tear it down, burn it, never bring it back, you know? Yeah. Bro, you're telling me about projects never getting done. I, I live at right in Midtown, and this Eglinton LRT has been oh. under construction. I think Eglinton has been That's under construction classic. since I've been to, in Canada, like early 90s. Oh, you know, my God. One morning, I'm going to Starbucks. I'm, I'm about to go to coffee. And I asked one of the construction guys, because I'm curious. I'm like, when is this shit going to be done, right? Like, I'm, I'm tired of hearing this freaking 
concrete grinding every morning at 6 a.m. Like, that's my alarm clock at this point. So I asked one of the guys, I'm like, hey, buddy, like, when is this expected to be done? Like, what's the timeline on this? Man looked at me with a straight face and said, bro, why are you asking these questions? Like, never. Like, this is this is as long as we wanted to take. <laughs> if you guys know anything about construction, like, they just keep extending these contracts and, like, they just get paid by the contract, right? So the longer it takes them, the more profitable it is for them. So just holding on to that pipe dream of, like, when that's going to be done is this is the problem. But in terms of worst TTC experiences, I would definitely have to give it to Spadina Station just because, like Batter said, I had to take that every day to school. And, man, if you guys know Spadina Station, like, if you're late for a bus, bro, good luck. Because running down that hallway, that 100-meter sprint, unless unless oh. you're not getting your backpack that day, bro, you're missing that bus. Because remember I had textbooks in my backpack. I had a MacBook, you know, back when they weighed, like, 50 pounds. Uh, bro, that that commute every day was just just defeating, bro. And then you got to go to school and be a, alert and learn some stuff. I was like, bro, <laughs> it's a double whammy. The day was already done, bro. So you got to Dynasty Station back in a sense one time. So why don't you tell us that story where you used the uh, invisible metro pass? Oh man, the invisible metro pass, bro. Well, one day, me and this guy are leaving the library. I think second year, maybe third year. We're walking to Spadina Station. On the St. George side, you have to have either a token or a Metro Pass to get in, right? Oh, right, yeah. I didn't have that, so I think he had a Metro Pass. So we had to walk all the way around to the other side to pay. So we walked around, and then I, I'm doing the whole, like, you know, pat down, checking my pockets for some change. Eric is looking at me like, bro, three bucks? Like, I'm like, bro, I must have spent it on, on lunch or something. So I had no money on me, no Metro Pass, nothing. I'm, I'm Classic. <laughs> Classic TTC conundrum, right? So I look at the uh, the TTC uh, station person just sitting there, and they're busy, like, handing out, you know, tickets and stuff like that. So they didn't really pay me much mind. So I'm like, listen, man, you just got to walk the talk and just act like you have a Metro Pass. So what I did was I walked through the little turnstile where you swipe, and I gave him the little, like, two-finger, you know, wall of flash, close it. And Hirsch is seeing me. Nothing in your hand. Nothing is in so my this hand. This guy just made an L shape with his fingers, <laughs> as if he's showing a metro pass. So there's nothing in his hand, and he made it through. And Hirsch is seeing all this play out, and he's just looking at me like, "Bro, how did you do that?" I said, "Bro, don't ask questions. Just the confidence you gotta exude when you're, you know, the conviction. It's the yeah, conviction. It's in my walk was just like this guy has a metro pass." He's supposed to be where he is right now, and he's got some little feet. I can't stop him right now. Exactly. That's a do. It's like even with the change. It's like even with the change. I think now they have counters, like change counters, where like it actually counts on a changing button. But back in the day, it was like you could just put like a bunch of nickels, like at least like five or six, and then just walk in like you're on a mission or like you you have somewhere to be. Exactly. You just and they don't say nothing to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. Toronto, of all cities, has one of the highest rates in the world. Highest rates of fare retention. It means that, like, <laughs> <laughs> they figured out how to make sure you pay, right? If you ever been to, like, other cities, one time I went to L.A., and I was with a friend of mine, and I, we were trying to get tickets for the train, and everyone looked at us like we were crazy. People were just walking on. They're like, why are you paying? Like, just walk on the train. No one takes the train in LA. 
I guess. So they're like, no one pays for it, I guess. But here in Toronto, people people make sure they try to at least pay. Or now they have the fair inspectors, right? Yeah. So yeah. the fear of being fair inspected is like... Right, and you, you might get away with it once or twice. When you get caught, it's embarrassing. This is called overriding? Is that what they call it? Overriding on the go? And when you take the go, the comparison to the TTC is just been... I remember it's I, nice. I was in... I like it. It's nice. Rock fan. It's... Oh, it's, it's like yeah, it's like yeah. WestJet versus Air Canada. Oh, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I've never taken I've never taken the go, but I remember. Delta was, versus Southern. Oh, it's nice. I was working nice. at a a project with uh, MLSC. They're right at Union Station, and man, like that rush, like that morning rush, and that yeah, evening, that coming people coming to Toronto every day. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know how people do that, man. Like people don't even say excuse me. They're just like. You're getting shouldered. I'm like, man, I yeah. don't know Toronto had so many running backs, bro. I was like, all right, man, let me just walk out of these guys' way because nobody's looking up. They're just walking down. Yeah. They got to make their time. I guess if you miss that train, like yeah. you're waiting whatever an hour, right? So life, yeah. they're walking with a purpose. Like when you skip fare or you have, the, you have the invisible, the invisible metro path. I mean, where is it to where? Where is the TTC's like refund policy when you do pay and you see like a no frill shopping cart in the middle of the bus, you know? <laughs> no frill shopping cart on the bus? No frill shopping cart. We've seen it all. We've seen it all. The bus driver had to be so checked out that he let him come on the bus with it. So I remember I got on and I was like, oh, wow, this guy's actually bringing a shopping cart on. Funny, funny experience. This is not going to be the last of, of TTC that we're going to hear about on this on this show. Anyways, gentlemen, we're going to actually end it there. Thank you for your for your time today, as always. Thank you for your perspectives and your stories. This was actually a fun, fun episode. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And we hope you also had fun today. As always, we would always love your feedback for how we can make this a better listening experience. Please leave your comments on our page at the Say Word Podcast. As always, we hope you enjoyed today. We hope we made you laugh. We hope you look forward to joining us for our next episode. Be safe, everyone, and Happy New Year to you all. <laughs>